be a little shorter, and that's okay, because we haven't done one in a while. Welcome to No Instructions, I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. And I almost forgot how to do this. I was surprised when you just jumped into it. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, I thought I would catch you off guard. (laughs) So, uh, trying something a little different today. If you're watching the video, it may be a little bit different, because Anthony is here, and he's controlling things. Can you control things? I can. I can even show myself. Oh, look at that. He can be in the video. Neat. Anyway, so he's going to be kind of running camera so we can get some more close-up shots. Uh, People asked for close-up shots of what we're working on. So we've got some overhead cams now. We're going to try that. Where have we been, Josh? It's been a long time. I know. And I felt really bad because a lot of people are like, hey, are you guys done? Did you quit? We're not done. We're just super busy. Well, and to be honest... To be 100% honest, this podcast is almost the last priority for all of the things that we have to do because it doesn't make any money, it costs money, it's just for fun, and so it ends up at the last of the list. Yeah, and it's usually like toward the end of the day, and we're lately we've been making like a big push, like we have a goal for the day, and sometimes we're stretching that goal, like we got to get this done. And so at the end of the day, we can feel accomplished by checking off all of those things on the list and to stop, you know, an hour or so short of accomplishing all of those goals just to come down here and do the podcast is really hard to justify sometimes. Yeah. So sorry for everyone, <laughs> but uh, when you see what we've been doing, I think you'll understand. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about it. It's been part this, one is out. Uh, theoretically, part two should be out by the time this is out. Well, true. Theoretically. Theoretically. (laughs) So we've been renovating the master bathroom. Um, And if you listen to making it or if you watch the videos, then you've seen part one at least. And it's just been like a huge, uh, huge project. Yeah. And I mean, even before that, like we were doing the mudroom, which was also a pretty big project. Yeah. And so both of those things just, they weren't like you get to the end of the day and you're like, well, that thing is done. It's like, nope, Mm -hmm. that one tiny piece of that thing is done. Yep. And so... There was always work hanging over, like you said, it's just hard to, to step away from that to justify this. So. And most of the time, after Anthony and I leave, you go back upstairs to continue to chip away at these projects. Oh, yeah. So it's not like, all right, team, we did a job well done today, and then we high five and we all part ways. Like, it's usually, well, Bob's still upstairs, and <laughs> yeah. we're going to go home now, and we haven't seen him for a while, and let's go back up and make sure that he's okay. Yeah. It's been it's been a little crazy. And even like past that, you know, we've been with all the tile and the painting and stuff. Like Jenny and I have been in there working until we get the kids in bed and then we go in there and we work until one thirty in the morning. Get up at six to get them ready for school. It's been tiring. But it's done. And it looks great. It looks awesome. I'm super happy with it. Man, I can't wait to share it with people so that they can crap all over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to talk about that? What, my experience with the... Uh, I mean, if you want to, it's... I can, but I think that it's... You are far more experienced in dealing... We're talking about dealing with comments and the, the comments that people make on YouTube. Because with Bob being so busy and me taking over a lot of the... Let's say behind the scenes stuff, but a, a lot of the like progress that doesn't need to be on camera. I've been answering some comments and I've I've always been answering emails. But for the part one video, there have been a lot of people that have had a lot of things to say. Some very positive and some that had constru- like legit constructive criticism, which we took and we, you know, we took to heart and we had stepped forward. And then there was a mixture of just 
flat out rude and angry um, tradesman <laughs> telling us everything that we're doing wrong. That did seem to be the the heart of it. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I kind of took it to heart. And I think maybe I'm not saying that your heart is calloused over people's comments. That wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. But um, the comments on my personal YouTube videos has always been really positive. I've gotten maybe a handful of things that were just outright mean or obnoxious or stupid. Yeah. And I don't, I think I'm a, I was a moderator on your channel for a long time, but I've never gone through all the comments and usually I'll go through to supplement what you're doing sometimes. Yeah, Cause but. usually I do try to hit all the comments and yeah. read them all. And I'm usually there right after we post a video and stuff. But as you've been busy, I've been taking care of that. And so uh, I've been kind of blindsided by people's feedback Certain certain <laughs> groups of feedback. people's feedback. We'll call it feedback. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't like to come... I don't like to put it in the mindset of like when people talk about trolls. I know Jimmy talks about trolls. And I would like to think on a pie chart, the bigger chunk of, of a pie chart, however you want to split it up, are nice people that are trying to give valuable feedback. And then the smaller chunk are people that are just there to watch the world burn and to laugh. Mm. Yeah. As other people are, are negatively affected. And so that small chunk proportionally on your channel is bigger. And they seem to be crazier. <laughs> and things that have no pertinent value to what we're doing at all. Uh, um, people yeah. with stinky body parts ask us about their <laughs> stinky private parts and how they can fix that. Like, uh, yeah. I, I don't know what you've done in your catalog of experiences to... To warrant an expert in stinky genitalia, but I, apparently I someone thinks you are. I don't know. There's, there's, I mean, to be honest, there's not been throughout the years have not been a whole lot of that type of stuff. You know, like I, I work pretty hard to keep my blacklist for keywords. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's a disgusting list on purpose so that I don't even have to see a lot of those things. But for the most part, there's not been a lot of the overly gross and, uh, just stuff that nobody should see. But there's been a little bit of that lately, which has been kind of weird. It does catch you off guard and kind of makes you laugh. Yeah, a little bit. After after going, ooh, what? what? Yeah, like, <laughs> hold on. What did I just read? <laughs> I should not have read that. So I, I'm curious. I mean, you and I have talked about this offline and stuff, but I'm curious, after having uh, dealt with those comments and having them emotionally affect you, at least for a little while, it did that that like, day. What are your and, thoughts about that? And like, give me some feedback there. Um, the ones from okay, we're talking specifically about the demolition of the bathroom. So part one of the bathroom. So doing the plumbing, doing the electrical, and things like that. And there were a lot of plumbers and electricians and people who do this for a living um, that made some comments about either the way that we did things, the choices that we made, or the products that we used. And so the decisions that we made and how we went about doing it. I don't know, at the time seemed appropriate. I didn't see any fault. Like, I'm very safety conscious. Being in the military, you're extremely safety conscious. And I went to the safety officer's course. So I'm I'm able to to try to mitigate things. But my that's only as far as my knowledge of the subject matter can go. Right. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. Right. But electricity and water flowing and things like that, like, logically, as someone who is not a complete uh, novice or imbecile on such things, I can go, well... You know, this is mitigated by these things. Right. It may not be to code. And I think that's the piece that kind of caught me off guard because normally I'd read comments about like, 
do you check code and do you do all these things? I'm like, yeah, it's my house. Don't you worry about that. And mm. then I go on and I just kind of write it off ignorantly. And some of the things that people had to say were legit. And it's uh, like with plumbing, like we used an, an S-trap when we should have used a, a J or a P-trap. And people are like, that's because swamp gases and sewer gases can come back. And in my mind, again, I, I – Swamp thing might climb up through the wall. I automatically go toward like, well, that's a crazy hypothetical. Yeah, the things about code, I'm like, well, it's happening in my house and I am assuming the risk because that that's really what this is. The risk of something bad happening and then your ability to react to that risk. And so some of the things that people are saying, they're like, you know, you should have done this differently. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, the swamp gases could come in. Like there could be a chance that maybe potentially something like that could happen. Swamp thing could get into that. I didn't know anything about that. But enough people said it that made me think that it was founded and not just one person or one group of people's fear mm-hmm. because that was something that you experience in a large group especially a very technical group is everybody hypothetically thinks that things can logically happen in some horrible chain of events that can lead up to you the worst case will spontaneously happen. combusting yeah. <laughs> it always comes back to you're gonna make your house explode yeah always there was something super stupid the other day that someone said was gonna make the house explode oh man there's and it was like something. a piece of plywood that had <laughs> it was glued to something that was apparently gonna make the house explode but some of those, it, it, they made sense. The more I read into things and the more I, I researched them, some of them made sense. And so it made me feel kind of bad that I felt like I didn't do the proper amount of research or the you know due diligence. But at the same time, this what we did, we, we mitigated as best we could with what we had and the circumstances that were around us. And we can still go back and fix those things, which we, mm-hmm. we plan on going back and fixing some of the things that people talked about. Um, one thing that was extremely divisive was the, um, shark bite fittings for the PEX tubing. Yes. Which I, I have a stance on. So the industry leaders are saying that the shark bite fittings are terrible and they're horrible. And depending on who you talk to only going to last six months. Industry leaders. And what, the, what, what is your? I wouldn't uh, even say industry lead. The, the loudest people who okay. apparently represent a given industry. <laughs> okay. Um, some of them said those fittings will only last six months before they explode. Some of them say those will only last fifteen years before they explode. And so there's there's very little empirical data yeah. about how long they they will last. But then they're like, well, you should just sweat all those copper pipes because copper will last a thousand years. I won't last a thousand years. Fact. And neither will this house. I'm sorry. No. Nope. We're going to do a lot to it, but it's probably not going to last a thousand years. I mean, I would hope not. Good grief. No, because the Jetsons were in the, the clouds. <laughs> we are moving on up. We're definitely not in the clouds. Yeah. But my response to that, though, is I sweat. I, I did. I sweated. Mm-hmm. Sweated. S- sweated. I sweated. Sw- I sweat. Sweatened. Two of those pipes while we were down there. With caps, whenever we cut everything off, which I don't think was in, no, the, it wasn't was in the video at all, because we had to cut the piping to the bathroom, and then we were going to, you know, continue on from there with fresh stuff going to the right location. It was location. all pre-shark bite, yes. honestly. Well before PEX. I knew nothing about PEX. I just knew that I had to sweat pipes, and it was going to suck. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> we had a blowtorch pointed up into the wooden rafters Joyce. and yeah. floorboards in your basement to try to sweat these pipes and we had to create this janky like sheet metal deflector so that you i literally wouldn't Dude, catch we made a deflector shield we did it was a heat shield <laughs> anyway great i'm just interrupting on a regular basis sorry but we made this thing and it was super 
sketchy mm-hmm. so that we legitimately in that moment wouldn't burn your house down. Not like And that was technically the correct way to thing to do. That is bonkers to yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. So I get people's notes on potential maybe longevity of a product that is barely 15 years old right now, but it is definitely better than what I was doing before. Yeah. Because I actually sweated those pipes and it was a terrible process that was extremely dangerous that I was soldering above my head. Mm-hmm. It was dripping down on my hand and I went, well, maybe I should measure and then sweat all these pipes on the ground and then fit it up into one but whole thing. But you can't do that. Well, I don't know if that's industry standard, but again, my mitigation self went, if I do that, I am not able to test any of this piping before it's final installed. Right. So if any piece of it's leaking, the entire thing has got to come down, which means I'm going to have to cut it and I'm going to have to sweat it again. And that seemed ridiculous. And like, not in our situation, but if you ever wanted to do that and finish the ceiling, you would have to put those things through all the joists. You would have to drill drill into them. Which means you couldn't assemble it below. You would have to do it a piece at a time up there in the wood, you know, surrounded on three sides by wood. Yeah. It, it was crazy. Doing it the right, air quotes, right way. And even then, there was some guy, somebody sent me an article in an email from this professor at Purdue who was doing these chemical leaching into the whatever studies with PEX that was extremely inconclusive. And even in that thing, cited that the PEX could last longer than the copper piping. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Is it leaking? Yeah. No. It's absolutely not leaking. We made a lot of progress in a little amount of time with a product that's sold at a store. And if it does leak, then we can fix it. I think that honestly comes down to the to the heart of it to me. And I think the reason that that works for you and I, at least, but it doesn't work for a lot of other people, is we just have a different mindset about making stuff. It come, you know, Some people have to call a plumber, an electrician, to do anything because mm-hmm. they don't they're afraid of it or they just don't have the knowledge or the confidence or the research ability. I don't know, whatever. Nothing wrong with that. But I look at problems like, hey, I need a new bathroom. I should make a new bathroom. Cool, I'll make a new bathroom. If I do the bathroom wrong, I'll make another bathroom. If I build a treehouse and the treehouse rots and falls down, I'll build another treehouse. Like, that's not a big deal to me. That's not like I have to make a thing that's going to last forever. People... (laughs) This came up so many times, and I had the same feeling that you had there, I mean, in a different degree, about the katana. Really? Yeah. The, so The useless, the, the, the useless ridiculous katana made from <laughs> hardwood flooring that was made on a whim with yeah. zero research, with mm-hmm. zero planning, with no intention of it actually being a thing that you swung at anything. There were so many comments, there are still comments on a regular basis that say, that thing's going to snap in half. That's going to break right at the handle because you cut the tang too short. I'm like, you people realize it's made of wood, right? <laughs> like, I don't really care how wood. you put that thing together. If I smack it hard enough at a piece of concrete, it's going to crack. But that's not the point. The point yeah. of it is I made a sword that looks like a sword, and it was fun. And if I swing it at something and it cracks, I can make another. I can make a hundred of them. Who cares? Or I probably wouldn't because I wouldn't care, Yeah, you know? But I, I think a lot of people just don't have the mindset that, like, well, if something doesn't work out perfectly and doesn't last forever, just do it again. And I L- think learn from your mistakes. Do it I better. I think maybe the position that 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give people the benefit of the doubt and call them industry experts that we're dealing with. That, that's. Uh, I'm being very gracious. That's extremely generous. I don't know them, so I am assuming their level of competency and tradesmanship. But I think that they're taking issue with it because in their world they are paid for a service and they have to get insurance for what they are doing. Yeah. And inspectors are coming behind them to check, and so they would be ripping off a person who then. If they put in this stuff that they think is subpar and they walk away from it, they're liable to have to come back and do it again. So they either feel like they're cheating a customer or they just don't want to invest that time. Yeah. To whereas this is your house. Yeah. Like. And, and I mean, there is some representation. There is. I don't I don't think it's direct liability on my part to the people who are watching the video. But I mean, there is some representation of, you know. Whether I want to be seen as an expert or not, there are people who will look at me in that light just because I have make videos, which is, I don't think, fair, and I don't want that. But um, So I think some of the assumption from those people is that uh, people will follow the example, and if the example is dangerous or wrong, then people are following the wrong example. Fair enough. Like, I get that. I get that. But I actively try not to tell people what to do. I actively try to tell people what I'm doing and offer suggestions about ways I would do it differently or things I've learned or stuff. But I, I don't I don't want people to mimic what I do and don't want people to take every word I say as the correct way. I mean, do your own research, you know? I don't know. Anyway. But all that to say, uh, yes, those comments, we do read the comments <laughs> of both of us. Yeah. And 4B2. And now I'm sure Anthony may go back and read some. And some of the ones that don't, are just... Don't do it, Anthony. Yeah, don't, don't do it. Don't pervert yourself. Just kidding. Um, some of the ones that are just outright silly, like are silly. And we had, a, I would say a lot. We had a handful of very poignant comments from, again, industry professionals that were very helpful. Mm -hmm. I had two separate emails from someone that was like, yo, if you need some advice or if you need to ask any questions, like I've been a plumber for 25 years, you can feel free to ask me. Hmm. And that kind of, um, that offer is amazing. And then there's the people that are just mad that, and they're letting you know that they're mad or they feel so strongly about what it is that we're doing. Like you said, if they feel like we are influencing people to the point where this should be, in their minds, a step-by-step -step tutorial, which it's not. Right, yeah. That's another thing, yeah. Um, the way that you can reach out to people can definitely, like, and I felt bad at a certain point where if there was a, a chunk of knowledge in a paragraph of slander, like you talk about the comment section being oh. your living room. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to let you just curse and yell, you know, wildly in a comment section. I'm going to. It doesn't matter how much you know. Yeah, exactly. Right. I may take that little piece to heart, but the way that you're acting, you're acting like a, like a child. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to that. That's not how you approach anybody. That's not proper communication in any venue, let alone in a, you know, an anonymous, ubiquitous YouTube comment. Yeah. So, well, that's interesting to hear. You know, I don't want to belabor it or anything. No. I don't want you to have to relive it, but I was just curious. But it, I mean, it, Yes. I did take them to heart, and it will affect the things that we do, or I do, from now on. And I did learn things. I learned things oh, from yeah. all of that. I did as well. It's just, it's a hard-taught lesson when you're up against people um, who feel so strongly 
that they feel their ability to help is in a screaming, angry rant. (laughs) Well, I think there's another part to it as well. Like a lot of the stuff that we do, a lot of the projects are, there's no precedent for how to make a giant transformer boombox thing. True. And there's very little that could cause damage or, you know, pain or anything out of a project like that. And most of the projects are along those lines. Mm -hmm. So then when you all of a sudden have something that is has a higher, I don't want to say risk, but there is, I, I guess, more of risk, a risk, right? you know, yeah. to personal Permanence property. Yeah. yeah. That takes the stakes up, especially in the minds of the people watching. And so their responses are a little bit out of balance as far as um, what we're used to. To the, the difference in work, in my mind, is out of balance to the difference in response of the people watching. So that's part of it, is we're just not used to having... The volume and the <laughs> volume in as far as volume and volume as far as loudness mm-hmm. at the same time. And when you get a lot of that, all of a sudden, it's kind of tough. Do you think that could be that there are no professional Transformers boombox makers that I you're think, potentially I taking think so, business yeah. away from? Yeah. Well, uh, no, I don't think it's about taking business away, but I think there aren't any codes as to whether you should do that correctly. And People have not been making uh, transformer boomboxes long enough to know if they're going to negatively affect a house. You know, what I mean, like right. in five years, that thing could cause all the plumbing in our house to burst. Well, I'm just being facetious. Facetious. Anyway, oh, that goes like that. So we've been gone for a long time. What else has been going on? Uh, I built a bass guitar. You did, and it sounds really nice. And a lot of people, I now understand. Your hesitance to want to put out <laughs> any kind of yeah. like auditory uh, proof that your instrument works. Yep. Uh, because I like to play bass, and especially uh, rather than a guitar, a bass is a mostly background and like rhythmic instrument. Yeah. There are very few lead bassists. Like I'm not going to go out and bust out some Primus because <laughs> I am not as good as Les Claypool, but. I don't know what people are expecting. People are like, oh, I want to hear a sound check. And I'm like, bonk, 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 bonk. Like, I don't know what you want to hear, yeah. but it's probably not going to match your expectations. So I'm just going to sit here and play alone in my room quietly, Yeah, which gives me joy. So I, I get I get it. Yeah. I had a bunch of um, complaints on the guitar refinish video because I didn't play it. Yeah. And there was even one yesterday that was like, it's totally misleading or the thumbnails misleading because you didn't even play the guitar. And I'm like, what? That doesn't, a picture is misleading because I didn't play a guitar (laughs) and the words on the picture and the words in the video don't say anything about playing it. It was really weird. I think people's expectations are just kind of funny, but yeah, so you finished your guitar, had some, or your bass, had some trouble with it, but then you got all that worked out. So it's all good to go. It's all finished. I did because I followed the instructions and the instructions were wrong. You had problems because you followed the instructions. Yeah. Gotcha. So it was with the, the wiring and wiring out the potentiometers and the volume and tone knobs and the jack. And I guess that circles back to what we're doing. Even when you get proper advice, sometimes that advice is wrong. You need to take it upon yourself to figure it out. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. And I finally figured it out and it worked. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Have cool. you done anything non-tile related <laughs> that you worth noting? Good grief, no. I haven't done anything. You really. went to go see a symphony. Oh, yeah, that was super cool. My parents, um, a while back, surprised us with tickets to go see 
uh, A New Hope live. And so it was the orchestra near here played the score for Star Wars while we watched it on a screen. And it was super cool. Now I have a question. Okay. Did you watch, did you get to watch the whole movie and then they played during the orchestrative parts of the movie? Oh yeah. You watched the movie. It wasn't just like them doing a compilation of no, the no, songs. No. and then the- No, it was like they took the movie, they ripped out all the music, and then the live orchestra played that music while you were watching the movie. And then you read subtitles. Yeah, but you could still hear everything. It oh, okay. had sound effects, had the audio, everything. But they had subtitles in case you couldn't... Because yeah. it, it wasn't mixed in the same way okay. that you know, like a recording would be mixed. And there were only a couple of times where they were a little too loud that I couldn't hear the... You know, somebody's mumbling or something's quiet. But for the most part... It was just like watching the movie, except I could see everybody playing the music, and it was so good. That's cool. They were so good. And I actually got a, a message a couple days ago from somebody who used to play flute, I think she said, in that orchestra. She's a flautist? Flautist. And she said that, she was like, you probably don't know this, but Matt, the lead bassoonist, is a huge woodworker. And he, it was just like a weird little, I don't know, thing. But <laughs> it was cool, man. It was it was really cool. It was cooler than I expected. Like, I was thinking, it's fun to go listen to live orchestra. Mm-hmm. I love Star Wars. It'll be fun. The kids were completely engaged. Well, that's good. The entire time. And were asking me questions about the music. And this, I don't, I'm not sure how I felt about this. This Ooh. was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we watch a lot of Star Wars around here. Talk a lot of Star Wars a lot. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of Star Wars stuff. We've watched Star Wars. All of the movies, several times. Even the prequels? A few times. Okay. And so we're watching this, and I'm thinking, my kids know this because they've seen this a thousand times. But it dawned on me while we were watching that I've seen it a thousand times. My kids have only seen it a few times. They were asking me questions about A New Hope. Wait, why did he, who is that guy? And I'm like, what did I do wrong? What is happening here? And honestly, several times I was like, I, I cannot believe that you don't understand who that is. I can't believe that you don't know what's happening or what's about to happen. Or they're asking questions like, is he going to make it? Or are they going to get out of the thing? And I'm like, what? I like Bob Fett's helmet. <laughs> they asked, is Lando going to be in this one? At the beginning of the movie. And it honestly made me like... Wow, I that's fun. I have a very wrong. I mean, it doesn't matter, but I, like I have a, a different representation about what they know of of this, you know, these movies than I have. And I think I just got so used to it being a part of my life for mm-hmm. so long. And that they and, just reciprocate the excitement. Yeah, no, no, it's not even about excitement. I mean, they're interested in stuff, but it's mm-hmm. just like I, it's just all in my head, right? And wow. I can think about. I know. I could probably quote most of the movies straight through and I know all the storylines and I know how they connect and stuff. And they don't because they don't have the context for it. But it's weird that I like, without thinking about it, transferred all of my knowledge onto them. And then I was just really knocked off guard when <laughs> they were like, is Lando in this one? And I'm like, no. Mommy, why is Dad How do crying? you not know that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. It was really interesting. But the thing that came out of that was they enjoyed it so much. And we got um, we got to talking at dinner afterwards. And I'm like, man, you guys, you know, I thought you would have known more about this story, but I'm really glad that you got to see it, and I got to we got to talk about it. And they said, as soon as we finish the Marvel movies, we need to go back and watch all the Star Wars movies because we were confused about which one 
you know, they, is this the one with the snow planet? I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> no. But it was cool that they were all excited about, because we are up to Infinity War. Mm-hmm. That's the next one to watch. Okay. And so when we finish that, then they're all excited to go back and watch all the Star Wars movies in a row. Goody. Which is cool because over the past several months, when we do movie nights or whatever, I'm always like, hey, you guys want to watch Star Wars tonight? And they're like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> Again. You know, they're just not super into it. But then after seeing it live, they are. So that's cool. cool. Yeah. It was great. And I don't know how to put this piece in. We haven't talked about what we're working on. I mean, people can see it if they're watching, oh, but if they're not watching. I almost forgot what the heck we were working on. Yeah. I had to come back here and relearn this, what it was that was going this on. This piece can't fit. Oh, it goes like this. I am oh, I continuing the Lego Technics uh, forklift. The forklift. Cool. Yep, and you. I am working on the Aston Martin, the James Bond. Is it? Oh, thank you. Is it out of frame? A little more that way. A little more that way? Well, the microphone's kind of kind of in the way. Well, but anyway, well, yeah, um, I think I'm in like, I'm almost done with whatever bag this was. It was the one that where I had like four bag number twos. Mm-hmm. So we're almost done with this one and I can move on to the next one. I have a bunch of stuff that I am itching to make, though. I kind of want to get this one out of the way, even mm-hmm. though we haven't been working on it that long. You showed me really cool Transformer model kit. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you gave me a cool Christmas present that I I'm looking. I yeah. did. Gave me, Josh gave me a, what do you call those, the kits? A mock kit, a okay. my own creation. So mock. there's, I guess, a website where people post. Yeah, there's Build-A-Brick, and I forgot the other one. But it's a like a depository of you know individual people's creations. And Re- then repository? repository? Yeah, depository? depository? Re- repository. <laughs> suppository? It's not a suppository. <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> you could deposit things there. I guess you could depo- anyway, depository. Anyway, sorry. Move along. Yeah, it's a depository. Yeah. Uh, repository. Fact check that, Anthony, real quick. <laughs> it's it's there repository. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, oh, and they have a feature on the website that if you want to build that kit, it'll itemize all the different pieces, and then it will go out and parse them from different locations and to see which buyer will have all of them, because sometimes they have weird pieces in there, hmm. and then you can get it sent to you. And so that's, I got the, what is it, the Anakin Skywalker blue lightsaber? Mm-hmm. It's Ray's lightsaber now, officially. Officially, yeah. But it's the Graflex version of like the original lightsaber, Luke's lightsaber. In Lego, legit Lego, yeah. not Bobo Legos. <laughs> not Mega Bucks. And I'm excited about building that. It's going to be cool. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, so I don't know when I'll get to that, though, because I still have like Never. eight bag number fours and 25 bag number sixes and a bunch of these. And then, of course... Millennium Falcon, still sitting oh, in a box. Man. It's still the coffee table up in my room. Um, I don't know when that's going to happen. But uh, the Transformer kit you were showing me the mm-hmm. other day, where was that? Big Bad Toy Store? I think it was on Big Bad. Yeah. So it's these posable, uh, kind of like this the Shore Trooper model that I did on this show a while back. It's like a posable model kit, but they're Transformers, and they are super cool. They're not just like straight... Ripoffs mm-hmm. of all the other, they're like a little stylized and real, I don't know. Just yeah, it looked cool. like a, a Gundam suit and a Transformer. 
Right. Had the very kind of narrow waist and the broad shoulders and the like armor panel looking yeah. pieces, the very, you know, ninja looking, but very obvious that they were Transformers characters. They were super cool. So I ordered one of those. They yeah. weren't that expensive. I was quite surprised. Yeah, it wasn't. As a kit, it was like 30 bucks. And I think they're unpainted. So that'll they be are. an interesting thing too, because I haven't had to paint a model kit in a while. Plus, I still have like over there, I have. A pile of models and sets <laughs> to do. There's the set that's right off camera that I didn't have a set, and we were going to build that one, and then I forgot what happened, and so it's sitting right there. Yeah. And it's got Bob Fett in it. Old Bob Fett. It. With the clam monster. Bobo, in the Bobo Fett. Bobo Feet? So I have a question for you. For me? It's kind okay. of... Uh, it's a parenting question. Mm, okay. It's a relevant cultural parenting question mm. that kind of spurred from this house. So kind of okay. want to get your take on it. Uh, Fortnite. Oh, goodness. So <laughs> Deacon came home one day. It was that, the other day. Like They were hanging out here. And he was like, Dad, we got to play Fortnite. I'm like, what? I'm like, you're eight. Mm-hmm. And what do you know about Fortnite? He's like, it's this great game and they have awesome soundtrack. And so he's like using the, the Echo to like play this Fortnite mm. Uh, soundtrack thing Sorry and I'm like uh huh Yeah. he's like oh, we totally gotta get it it's gonna be super awesome I'm like no well <laughs> that's what I said I have to yeah <laughs> that's what I said but I I struggle with this cause I'm like alright I need to transport myself back in time to how my parents reacted to things that I wanted to do that at the time seemed completely culturally fine and then they had reservations about it yeah but first off, what are your reservations about it? And it's a video game. It's a video game. And so my kids don't play many video games. Like if we ever do game night, it's like we play Mario Kart together on the Switch. Some, I try to do something that everybody can play at the same time. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I mean, we have four of them. It's not like we can, if you take turns playing video games on a night, that's like six hours. Yep. Of, it's just, it's not realistic. So we try to do things that only all of us, or at least four people can play together. Which means they don't do it very often. And so when they do play video games, I don't really want them playing things that are hyper-violent or, you know. I mean, it's just just not something we do. And so my kids have some friends that our next-door neighbor's grandkids come over. And one of them is within our kids' age group, and the other one's a little bit older. Mm -hmm. And because he's a little bit older, they play a lot more video games and have kind of a and age up on what they have available to them. Yep. And so a lot of, and and that goes as far as like music and video games and all that. And so by our kids hanging out, there's a lot of transference there. And Fortnite was one of the things they talk about Fortnite. And when they're outside playing Nerf guns, they play Fortnite, even though my kids don't really have any clue what that is. Ah, okay. So it's just been like, it's a thing that they know is out there and is yep. popular. And now when they go to Target, there's toys for it. So they see the toy and they're like, it oh, gives an is... identity to something that they're already doing. Right. And But they don't really have the, the actual context. They've never played the game. They may have seen it. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. But so, I mean, it's just a game. And I don't, I've never played it. I don't have which time th- to play games. Which I think that raises a point. And I had to stop myself right there. I'm like, I am casting judgment on something I've never played. Right. Well, but. well, so I, the, my judgment on it is not anything to do with the game itself. It's like, I don't know. 
So I'm not going to say it's a bad game or it's this or it's that because I have no clue. But the point is we, and I've told my oldest son who's just on me about it the whole time, I don't want to go start down a path playing games because one of your friends said it was cool because we're not going to play it because only one person can play it, I, I guess. I'm assuming. Not all my kids can play it at the same time. That's the point. So it's just not something we're going to do right now. And if I get time and an interest to check it out and it turns out to be fun and I figure out, you know, it's something we can do together, then we may check it out. Like it's, I'm not just dumping on it because I have some good reason to. It's just not a thing we're going to try. But the thing that bothers me, this happened the other night and this may have happened with yours too after hearing about it. We were at Target and every time we go to Target, the kids are like, oh, I have allowance money. I got to spend the money. I got to buy, buy something. I got to find a thing to buy. You know. Mm-hmm. And one of my kids picked up this Fortnite loot crate. He was just looking for something to buy. And he saw Fortnite stuff. And the only thing he knows about it is what his friend, his older friend, has told him about it. And he picked up this crate. And he was like, I'm going to buy this because it's $4.99. And I said, what is that? And he was like, oh, that's a Fortnite crate. I'm like, yeah, but what is it? Like, what does it do? Why do you want it to play with it? And he looks on the package, and he's, like, reading what's inside the crate. And he's like, oh, there's a rocket launcher and a this and a that and a health pack. I'm like, why do you want that? You don't have any of the characters. You don't have any context for the game. You just want to spend money on that because it has a name on it, and that's not good. He's like, well, why is that not good? And I said, because... You're buying into a name. He's like, I don't want a name. It's 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 cool. It's this and that. I'm like, pointed to the How action figures. Know? And I'm like, look at that guy. He's got like a skull mask and guns. He looks cool. Like, if you want to buy something, buy that because it looks cool, not because it says Fortnite on it. And then if you have that guy and you want more weapons for him because he's a cool guy, then buy the weapon box. But like, if you buy this little crate because it has a name on it, you're going to have a pile of plastic that you can't use with anything. And it's out of context. And it's totally out of context. And I think that's the thing that really bothers me is that, and this is going to happen. It probably already happens. Maybe I do this to my kids in a different way. I don't know. But you you get them or they get this impression that the name gives it some value and some something that they need when that's just not really there. Hmm. That bugs me. And I know that's the way life is, and that's what marketing is about, but it still books me. Yeah. And so I had to talk him down out of that and try not to be like, I don't want to be mean about it, but I'm just like, that's not a wise way to spend your, you know, you, you only have $5 to spend. Like, save the $5. <laughs> don't waste yeah. it on a thing that you don't even know what it is. Save it and get something that you actually want. Like, if you want a Fortnite figure, save the money and get the figure. I don't know. We went back and forth on it. I don't know if that answers your question at all. No, it does. I mean, I I know very little about Fortnite. And so I had to stop like while I was talking to him about it and try to reassess um, in a mature way like how I feel about the thing that I don't understand and that I've never played, but I get the context of what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a first-person shooter where you, you go around and you kill people. Yeah. Right? But you're on a bus that flies through the sky, and then everybody jumps out of the bus oh, that's new onto an island, and then you run around. It's like a, a free-for-all killing people game. Anthony, you know anything about Fortnite? Am I wrong? No. Okay. He says wishy-washy, <laughs> which means that that's pretty much my expert review is spot on. 
Um, and so, I don't know, my experience in the military and war and things like that, it does not directly translate to video games, unless you're playing Call of Duty, which is the original ones, which are pretty good. Hmm. And so there's something about that that I don't want him at eight years old to glorify mm. killing people. Yeah. Because I feel from personal experience that even as an analog to real life, even though it's cartoony and it's silly and people are right around in flying school buses, I get that. Um, on some level, it, it starts to dehumanize people. Yeah. And that, that bothers me a lot. Like, if I could rewrite another master's thesis, it would be about dehumanizing people and the effects of doing that in modern day. Hmm. Because it I, it means a lot to me, and I don't want to start off my own son on a, on a path. But then a part of me is like, well, it's a silly video game. And so I had to stop myself in this this long diatribe I was about to give to him. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to play this game. Right. Because I would be a hypocrite. I wonder if opportunities like this, well, I wonder if situations like this are actually opportunities for us to be able to address that conversation, stuff like that with our kids, where there's no other way that you would be able to, hey, kids, let's talk about dehumanizing people. You know, it's like, let's talk about Fortnite. Let's talk about shooting people in a game versus shooting people in life. Just to, I don't know, use it as an in. Like, I remember... Destin talking one time, Destin Sandlin talking about he didn't care about Pokemon at all, but he downloaded Pokemon on his phone just so that he could have a conversation with his kids about something that they loved. And that made a lot of sense to me because, like, I don't care about it either, but my kids care about it. And we care about different stuff because we're different ages, but they don't know enough to, like, I should make an effort to be where dad is. That's my job. I should make an effort to be where they are, you know? And so even something like this, uh, violence in video games or whatever, maybe that should be a chance for us to <laughs> to try to engage them where we wouldn't have the chance to. Anthony's ever. breaking it. Anthony's breaking stuff. It's starting to do some weird things. Are we still recording? We're still recording. I'm getting some interference, though. Hmm. Might be time to wrap it up. Yeah. Well, hmm. it's about time for you to go. Anyway. Well, right. my my solution to this. Okay. Temporary solution. Is the two of us need to play Fortnite? Fair enough. Cool. I don't know how. It's free, I think. It's free, and I've Someone got Someone told me it was free. Yeah. So I think we need to play Fortnite so that we could be appropriate agents for judgment on this. <laughs> you want to be a judge. I I've see. I've always wanted to be a judge. <laughs> okay, yeah. Cool. We'll do that maybe soon, now that the... Actually, I don't have a TV set up, but very soon. You come to my house. Okay, yeah. You play it on the Switch? I don't know. I think you can. Probably. I don't, you play it on phones. I don't, I don't know. Uh, we'll figure it out. Anyway, right. okay. Um, let's wrap it up for this week. Where can people find you? On Instagram at the PI Workshop or on Twitter at Josh Makes Stuff. And both of us, I mean all three of us, at I Like to Make Stuff on all the stuff. Um, I guess that's it. Anything else? (laughs) No, man. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye.